The following audio recording is classified documentation for case with the enclosure. Unauthorized access to this information will lead to immediate intervention. Progress further if proper clearance has been given. Hey, Jared. Uh, guess I called in at a bad time, huh? I just wanted to give a quick call to chat. Nothing serious. Everything's okay. Don't worry. I just wanted to check in. We've both been really busy the last few days, but I thought I'd see if you wanted to... I don't know, grab lunch here soon? I know work's got your schedule pretty full, so we can meet up during your lunch break. I know the Way Tooth has $1 pie sauces around lunchtime, and their strawberry rhubarb pie is to die for. Think you'd like it? Also, there's a part of your birthday present I never actually got to give you. I kind of wanted to give it to you when it was just you and me, but we didn't actually have any time to ourselves on your birthday. It's nothing big. I could even just uh, send it to you if you prefer. Anyways, just give me a call when you got the chance. Or text, that's cool too. We could meet up whenever. As long as my dads know and give them a heads up, it's fine. Well, besides Saturday. We have some maintenance that's got to be done, and I already promised to help. So, any day besides Saturday. Um, hope you're having a good day. Talk to you later. I am such an idiot. Does Darius really... Uh, I mean, how long has he... I'm... I'm so dense. I got this voicemail this morning when I was in the shower. I thought about just calling him back, but it felt weird. I was a little concerned and very confused, so, well, I called Jamie for advice. She's quickly becoming my go-to for, well, things like this. Literally all she did was call me a dense bitch and broke down for me what apparently was obvious, and I... Well, now I don't really know what to do. So... Darius likes me. I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense. He did put together a party for my birthday. It was small, cozy, really, but he really put a lot of thought into it, which he really didn't have to. But that's not necessarily romantic, right? It was on the Chapman farm, and there were all sorts of decorations and things to eat. Everyone that came brought something, and it was really nice. Some were homemade dishes, others were things that people brought in from places in town, and it was all delicious. It wasn't too big, which I was really grateful for. But there were quite a few people that I've learned to call friends, including Holly and some of the folks that I haven't really seen since the snipe hunt. And Jamie said that he wouldn't have put all of that time into making me a cake if he didn't really... Well, it was actually kind of cute. Uh, he, he got all flushed when he presented it because the icing was sort of falling apart and... Oh, shit. He likes me. Hey, buddy. I don't really know how I'm supposed to feel or how to respond. 
I haven't really been in this sort of situation. At least, not that I can remember. Oh, gods, what if I'm a bad partner? No one's bothered to come looking, or to reach out, or... I'll have to really think about it, but I, I don't know what to say to him until I figure it out. I have to get back to him eventually. Hmm. Uh, anyway, in other news, I brought up the moving shadows that I've been seeing to Dr. Damon. Uh, apparently, it's rather common to have stress-induced hallucinations like those, especially with my trouble sleeping recently. She recommended that I try sleep aids. But I'm not really sure on how I feel about that, either. There's nothing wrong with people that need them to sleep, that's all well and good, but something about chemically forcing me to sleep? I don't know, it just kinda rubs me the wrong way. I don't... Hey, what are you getting into over there? Grove has been sniffing around the house a lot lately. He did that when I first took him in, which is to be expected, but he has just kept sniffing around. It's like he's searching for something. I don't... Whatever. Dogs do strange things. That doesn't exclude hellhounds, I'm sure. <sighs> uh, speaking of the whole Darius thing, we actually got to go sledding a few days before my birthday, too. It was really nice. It was a lot colder than I expected. <laughs> I know, I know that yeah, it's snow, it's cold, but it's different when the cold is on the outside of your clothes than when it gets literally everywhere. <laughs> but I don't know, it was exhilarating. But, but in a really good way, not a running desperately for your life kind of way. And Holly ended up beaming Darius with a snowball. Their aim is brutal. <laughs> He flew right off the sled and into a snowbank, and he came up covered in snow. Looking like a snowman. I don't think I've ever heard him laugh like that before. It was just so refreshing to be able to just live. To just exist with my friends for a little while in a way that distracted me from my own thoughts. Because when I get to thinking too much, I don't like what comes up in my head. I think too much, for one thing. About work, about my nightmares, about this upcoming career day that I agreed to. If I do a bad job, which I'm sure I will, I'm gonna let Anika down. The thought of that basically gives me hives. All of this stress led to Dr. Damon suggesting that I try medication again. I was hesitant, of course, but she said that if I don't want to try sleep aids, that I could at least try mood stabilizers or something. Last time I tried meds for my mood, it did jack-diddly-squat for me. She suggested that we try a different type of medication, and at this point I'm willing to try pretty much anything to help with these thoughts and the mood swings. I hate being so unstable. I hate having no real reason to feel sad or anxious, and yet that's all I can feel. So I've started up another medication. They said it'll likely take a few weeks to kick in, so we'll just have to wait and see. And I can't tell if this is just general anxiety or if I'm anxious about the medication itself, too. Not like it can make things much worse, right? Knock on wood, at least. I really gotta stop saying things like that. I know it'll just invite things to get worse. 
like I still keep catching glimpses of that shadow around my house. Dr. Damon is sure that it's just stress. Mr. Zimmer doesn't even think that it's there. But I know it is. I've seen it in, in my peripheral. Sometimes I swear I see it behind me, over my shoulder in the mirror. I, I never see it for long, though. Just glimpses. I, I know it's there. It's gotta be. Right? Mr. Zimmer says that it's all in my head, that I'm imagining things. At least Dr. Damon gives a reason as to why I would be seeing it. But Mr. Zimmer is sure that there's other things that I should be focusing on. Like remembering. We've started something called Accelerated Resolution Therapy, or ART. He said it's typically usually used in treating things like trauma, which he's pretty sure isn't my issue, especially since I don't even remember anything. But it is rooted in memory. So we're trying it out. He basically makes me move my eyes back and forth, walks me through a scene, and I sort of relive it in my head. It's used to rewire emotional responses, I think, but we're trying to see if it helps me remember anything. And so far, nothing. Mr. Zimmer is fairly certain that I'm just not trying hard enough, but I'm trying as hard as I can. I just can't remember anything. I think he got a little huffy with me after our last session didn't bring up anything too terribly substantial to the surface, which I hated. Both his frustration and the lack of progress. So I did tell him about that sweet smell back at the school that flew me into a panic after smelling it. Smell is the sense most closely linked to memory, right? So it's gotta be something. He seemed curious about it and had me describe the smell. The faintest sweetness, a mild smell. It smells good, almost too good. The, the word that he used was an ethereal smell, which, sure, I guess. But how ethereal can it be if it causes me to break out into a sweat and feel the need to run? He dismissed that question, took some notes, and then carried on to the next topic as if I hadn't even mentioned anything. Nothing. I don't even want to bring it up with Dr. Damon at this point. Recently, it seemed like she's steeled her resolve to help me and has been more active in figuring out what's going on, but we've been at this for years now. I'm not sure what we could do that we haven't tried before. Unless I'm just not trying hard enough. No, I'm trying my hardest to remember, but it just feels like I'm slamming my head against a brick wall more than I'm actually remembering anything. I touched on my nightmares again, but they both just chalked it up to stress with work and fitting in with the community. Which, you know, Dr. Damon used to be so supportive of me going out and mingling with those in town, but now just so flippant about it. Like she couldn't care less either way about it anymore. Whatever. I guess I should give Darius a call back here soon. I just have no idea what to say. I don't want to change what we have. I don't want to lose what we have, but I don't know. I'm not opposed to the idea of 
dating, I guess. I it just... We're good friends. I really like being around him and everything, but, but just because I'm a good friend doesn't mean that I'd be a good partner. I'm always so busy with work and I have no clue what it means to be in a romantic relationship. And if we were to date, what kind of relationship is built on so many lies? Yeah, sure, I try to usually tell at least half-truth or whatever when I can, but it's still kind of lying. He doesn't even know the real me. Would he like me if he did? All this baggage and whatever else that I'd bring into the relationship? <laughs> what would he say when he realizes that I only have two years of real-life experience? Then I rebound from death with nothing to show from it, but more scars and some bodily discomfort. He's asked about my scars before, the, the little ones on my hands and arms, mostly. But I think I've caught him looking at the ones on my face. I don't, I don't like it when people stare at them. And he doesn't stare, but still, he's taken notice. He's asked what happened, and I told him, oh, you know, general hazards of life. He chuckled at it, but I don't think he fully bought it. He still seems concerned from time to time, but I think he just tries to help me keep my mind busy and keep me trying new things when I'm not weighed down by work. He's a great guy. A good cook, a great teacher, a great friend. When I'm low energy, he's always down to just sit with me and not do much. When I want someone to talk to, he's always there to listen and to chat, as long as he's not busy with work or his own classes, which did wrap up last month, so we've been spending a bit more time together. I introduced him to Jamie. It was a bit in passing, but they seemed to get along well. I was just showing Jamie more around town after getting lunch. We'd actually been heading back to my car when we bumped into him outside of Miss Wethington's bakery. They were like two peas in a pod pretty quickly. I'm gonna try and have us all hang out here soon. But I... I gotta talk with Darius one-on-one -on -one first. It's so much easier to interact with the creatures that I study, to be honest. People are just more complicated, at least for me. I don't- Hey, hey, whoa, what, what, what are you getting into? What did you- Is, is that camera? When, when did that get there? Shit, are there more? Uh, no, you know what? No, screw that. This is my house. I am not gonna have this shit in my own house. Jarvry Buke is created and produced by Casper Oliver, who is also the voice of Dr. Jared Hell. Darius Chapman is voiced by Vin Vox. The intro is read by Vanessa Rosengrant, and credits are read by Ashley Kraft, who has created the podcast official graphics. Episode was edited by Chelsea Finley. Episode was written by Casper Oliver and Jenny O'Sullivan. Music was created by Luke Menis, spelled M-E-N-N-I-S-S, -S, who you can find and support on Bandcamp, Spotify, and Twitch. If you've been enjoying us, please consider leaving a rating, review, or comment wherever you tune in. You can also support us on Patreon or Pod Hero by following the links in our episode description. And special thanks to our Patreon supporters, Tristan, Perry, Devin, Becky, Nico, Danny, and Joyce. And now, if you've been enjoying Jar of Rebuke, 
check out this other queer horror podcast. I've always believed that all those romantic stories where you just made that special someone and the world just changes are just another capitalist scam. But our story is not one meant for Facebook walls or Twitter threads or big budget Yankee Hollywood movies. This way, when I find you, do you have records of all the times I thought of you? Isn't that romantic? Hazel, I can't wait to kill you. Does After You is a horror urban fantasy audio drama available in English and Spanish. Follow Deck as he travels Europe to find a god he's fallen in love with. Available wherever you listen to podcasts.